Stampede. Turner is at number 143, recorded 612 2022. I'm a big believer in conspiracies, so I'm quick to draw conclusions at a moment's notice when something strange takes place. For example, last week, when President Biden was at his beach home in Rehoboth, Delaware, a news report flashed that the president had to be evacuated from his house. Well, Of course, the first thing that popped into my mind was a drone attack, and some missile was fired at the president's house. Well, as it turned out, with further reporting, it wasn't a drone attack at all, but a private Cessna owner and pilot on an incorrect radio channel not notifying him 
that he was flying in a restricted airspace. That is the airspace that is prohibited for traveling in because it's the president's own protected space. So like a breath of fresh summer air, I relaxed. No conspiracy there. Some pilot accidentally crossed into forbidden airspace. It wasn't some Russian conspiracy paying back Biden for sending missiles to protect the Ukraine government, or even suggesting that Putin be assassinated. Why would that take place? A team of foreign special forces landing on the beach at Rehoboth, Delaware, coming to assassinate Biden? It would never happen. Biden is protected by a small army of Secret Service agents, sworn to defend the president, even to give up their own lives. For some reason, images of the assassination of Anwar Sadat came to mind. If you remember, Sadat and other high-ranking officials were seated at a reviewing stand, watching his own military marching by, when they suddenly turned and opened fire on him and assassinated the Egyptian president and other officials. That could never happen here. In fact, when Biden and the First Lady were evacuated from their beach house, where did they go? Well, they were evacuated to the town of Rehoboth, to its fire station. A whole street was blocked off while the First Lady and Biden sought refuge in the town's brick fire station. No conspiracy there. The Secret Service hustled our president into a brick building. But what about a guided missile strike by Putin, saying, you want to kill me? Well, I'll kill you first.
Maybe we won't experience a payback for sending weapons to kill Russian soldiers. After all, we're always on the right side of killing other people. America could never be accused of prolonging an armed conflict. You don't think any of our generals could be held responsible for continuing the Afghan war for 20 years, do you? We never really accomplished anything, and we left in dramatic fashion, leaving 13 of our own soldiers killed and $80 billion of weapons behind. Are you kidding? Like our president likes to say, it's no joke, because the people at the top aren't going to be held responsible for that fiasco. In fact, that whole experience of that evacuation is a distant memory to every American because the people at the top responsible for it said it was an amazing accomplishment. With the right spin, anything is possible and failure isn't one of our options. If you see those foreign combat operatives landing at Biden's beach house in Delaware, someone will tell you it was a training exercise to test the readiness of the Secret Service. But when a Russian submarine surfaces off the Delaware coast and fires a missile at a firehouse station with the president and the first lady seeking shelter inside, you'd have to describe it as an assassination attempt. It's that old Ronald Reagan saying, they don't have to like us, but they've got to respect us. But you better believe when we threaten to kill the leader of the Russian Federation, or for that matter, any leader of a foreign country, there'll be blowback. The Russian defense budget is $80 billion and ours is $800 billion. But that wouldn't preclude 10 or 15 suicide operatives taking on the Secret Service. Why can't that happen? Religious fanatics are willing to blow themselves up for nearly no reason at all. So why can't that take place? After all, didn't seven or eight men combine to commit mayhem by hijacking several aircraft in 9-11?
maybe I've got it all wrong. People at the top really don't put their trousers on one leg at a time, like the rest of Americans. Maybe they really are special and shouldn't be questioned about their decision-making. They can correct any tragic mistake by putting the right spin on it. And why is that the case? Well, the people at the top control what information you're permitted to hear because the political power base and the major networks for distributing the news work together. You're constantly being told what they want you to believe. You're their tool to make sure they stay in power. The propagandists aren't about to jeopardize their multi-million dollar contracts at the networks by saying something that the people who run or own those networks don't like. Those would be the same people who run the powerful corporations that also run Wall Street. And if you think this country has a democracy where every vote is counted, you'd be wrong about that. When the people who have power in this country are continually being reelected for 30 or 40 years, it's not because they're actually doing a good job for the people they represent. They're being reelected by various means. Powerful forces that control the distribution of information convincing you to vote for the candidate they want in office. You see, the people elected aren't working in your best interest. They're in Washington, D.C. to protect the interests of powerful corporations. Then there's that truth about a candidate coming from machine politics. And what do I mean by that? Candidates that are in a position to build a patronage organization are habitually re-elected to office, sometimes even if they've been arrested for committing crimes. You see, the machine candidate gives out government jobs with the guarantee he or she will be given a vote on election day. And that really isn't what democracy is all about.
There's clear evidence that the people in this country are not content. January 6th of last year is proof that a lot of people don't trust this government. In fact, if you were to ask the people if the storming of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. was justified, I think you'd be surprised that a lot of people believe it was deserved and actually are in favor of what was done. And to put this into a larger context, many people believe more confrontation with the political structure in this country are called for. Our position in the world order has been called into question, and maybe rightfully so. We may not be able to call upon our allies of the past to contain the Russian Federation, China, Brazil, India, and South Africa, forming economic ties that weaken America's place. The world has been watching what's been taking place in America, and they aren't about to look for leadership from a country where mass killings are breaking out on a daily basis. They don't agree with drastic social practices of encouraging same-sex relationships or the introduction of sexually altering gender identity. They believe, as do many Americans believe, it goes against traditionally accepted practices and should not be encouraged, but viewed as abnormal behavior. I'm a libertarian. I believe people have the right to lead their own lives without being told how they should live. I'm also a predictor of what is happening or will happen in our society. So it's clear that encouraging people to have surgery to change one's own gender can be destructive. People who are unhappy with the sex they are born with and have their sexual orientation changed have very high rates of suicide. I don't believe society should encourage people having their sex changed. It's a personal choice for an individual and should only be tolerated, not encouraged.
Can Americans trust what they're being told by their government? Well, sometimes the facts can be omitted or just intentionally overlooked, preventing the public from understanding what's happening. Take, for example, the pandemic from COVID-19. You'd think since we claim to be the wealthiest and most advanced nation on earth compared with other countries, when the pandemic struck, America would have a lower death rate. But that's not what happened. We were first in the world with the largest death rates of any country. Even the least developed countries in the world have had lower death rates than America. But there's been no explanation for this anomaly. It was as though this country was targeted with a virus that attacked us personally. I certainly don't have an explanation for why or even how this could have taken place. COVID-19 appears to have attacked something in our everyday lives that resulted in making us more vulnerable. Some countries had little to almost no deaths from this virus. We like to think we're an exceptional country, but we've had over a million people who have died from this virus, and our government hasn't given a thorough accounting of how it was created. And let me say, I believe it was created and didn't come from nature. We aren't safe, and I doubt if we can ever eradicate it. We're probably going to have to live with it. It's something that was man-made, and because it was created by man, there's nothing to prevent more of this kind of thing happening again. Our government kept telling us it was a once-in-a-millennium virus, but it really is something brand new, like a new model of an automobile, because the next virus will be big and shiny. And our government will say, our people know how to build new vaccines for it. But does anyone think of a conspiracy from it?
this week on Garner Isn't You First Heard Up the Down Trench, a Thomas Newman composition for the movie 1917. Then another Newman piece, Starship Avalon, from the movie Passenger, followed by Bernard Herrmann's soundtrack to the Alfred Hitchcock movie North by Northwest, The U.N., Kidnapped, and finally The Wild Ride. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.